Hello, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people who have overcome real challenges and are making our world better because of it. They have taken life's lemons and are making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm so looking forward to getting to know you and hearing your story. So take me back and tell me a couple of little things about yourself first. Um, I would love to. So I actually grew up as a pretty girly girl and then ended up having four boys, which just morphed me into kind of a dirt loving outdoors. Like I don't mind snakes. I don't mind bugs, spiders. Um, and it's, it was unexpected, but also super fun and fully embrace that boy life. There's things that I've missed. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, I was hoping to do some of the dresses and um, ballet classes and things like that, but it has been such a fun, full life. And now I have a grandbaby who is a girl, which is so fun. So I'm not going to force her into all the girly stuff, but if she wanted to do a few of those things, I wouldn't be mad about it. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's really fun. Um, and a little fun fact about me is I absolutely love gummy candy. So give me gummy bears over chocolate any day. <laughs> that's awesome. The little kid at heart. I always wonder if any adults yes. like those. So that's awesome. Yeah, me. I like, yeah, give me the nerd awesome. like nerd ropes. I will oh, like I will goodness. just go to town. Okay. And I'll take your chocolate. <laughs> so that <Perfect>. sounds fair. <laughs> I'll give you all the gummies and you give me all of your chocolate. So that's awesome. Perfect. How fun a grandchild. I have six and it is the most amazing stage of life. And I'm glad you got your girl that way. So you can have so. all the experiences of watching a little girl grow up and all the fun things that she's going to do. So that's awesome. Well, it's so really great fun. to meet you. So I'm excited to have you here. So you got to tell me, tell me what you're doing now, what your lemon to lemonade story is. I would love to, because it is something that I was not grateful for and feel so grateful for now, but um, it was probably back in 2019 and a publishing house had asked me to write a book. And I was thrilled because that's what I do. I'm a writer. I had had a book in my mind for years. I'd kind of been collecting notes and things that I wanted to share. And um, finally, this pushed me to kind of make that dream a reality. And so I was working really hard on it and, you know, sent it to a few people. I had a really, really good, tight, rough draft um, and was just excited to hear what they thought and, and how they would change it and make it better. I'm a huge fan of collaboration um, in order to make what we create better. And so I was thrilled about that. And um, I sent it in and the initial response was good. And then they held onto it for about three months. And I was under the impression that they were, you know, reviewing it and like figuring out how we were going to market it and what we needed to add or take away or change and really open to that. Then out of the blue, I got an email from the person that was in charge of my book who said, I'm so sorry, um, our company's decided to go a different direction. And this is a great book. I hope you find a place for it. <laughs> I was just... Lord, I, when I submitted it, everyone was excited and I hadn't heard a thing about it not working out. And I remember emailing back and saying, well, would you like me to change something? Would you like me to rewrite something? Do we need to go a different direction? I'm happy to do whatever I need to do. And they just said, I, you know, sorry, like we have something else in the pipeline that we think could compete with it. And, and we like that one better. And that's 
that's it. Mm. It was so disappointing and so heart-wrenching because as a writer, I didn't, the business side and the editing side and, and all of that felt so overwhelming to me. So to have the option to just write something um, and focus my talents and gifts on that um, felt really great. And so the idea of me not having that as an option was just so disappointing. And so there I sat with a book that was like, you know, probably like three quarters written and I loved it. And I felt like there was a message that people needed to hear. This is my first book. I like me anyway. And I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with this book that was just sitting there. And um, I thought about going to a different publishing house. I had a few that I thought it might work for. And then as I asked questions about those publishing houses, I didn't get like a resounding yes response. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll just sit on this a little longer, but it felt urgent. It felt like a message that people needed to hear. This was um, 2019 and we all know what 2020 held. And so I decided to look into self-publishing. That didn't feel easy or fun for me at all. Um, And so I did a lot of research. And as I talked to some people who'd gone through the process, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is a possibility. Amazon had just started a program called KDP, where you can have them publish your work. And then you don't have to pay for, you know, you don't have a place to house your books or, you know, pay for storage and and holding onto books that might not sell. This was a time where we did not have any extra money. It did not feel like doable at all for me to just go order thousands of books and, and, and hope they sold. And so I started that process of figuring out what self-publishing meant. And every single step was hard. Every I just wanted to write a book and I didn't want to find editors and I didn't want to do typesetting or figure out colors. I just really wanted someone else who knew better to do that for me. So very, very long story condensed. Um, I started figuring things out and it was amazing. The contacts that came into my life that could help me through the process, kind of guide me through that process. I was reading a lot of statistics and the average self-published book sells 17 copies. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and that felt hard. Yeah. So why? What's the point then? Like, I'd want to just be like, well, that's not, is that worth it? You know, you have to really decide. Yeah. It was really disheartening. And, um, and then the idea of marketing myself. So the the way to kind of get past that is to market yourself. And so the things that I had to do to invest in, you know, growing relationships and building a network and growing my Instagram feed and um, all those things on top of figuring out the self-publishing process was, was a lot. We ended up being able to self-publish the book, which took so much time, so much effort, a million mistakes. So right as the book was about to come out and I had figured out how to do a launch party and I had invited all these people and I had a venue, I had paid for books for the people that were coming to the launch, um, found a printer that was amazing that could get me the books quickly because if you publish with Amazon and then order them from them, like even the author has to pay pretty much list price and that was out of my price range and so many things that we were hitting up against. I was going to look at the venue where I was going to hold the event and that weekend right before we were going to have the launch party, um, 
Utah decided that we were going to be in a lockdown where you couldn't gather in a public space. And so I didn't know what to do or how to do things right. Um, but I had all, I had all the books. I had all the gift bags. I had the art that I was giving away. I had this plan and I was devastated again. And I just thought this is not working. Like I hoped it would, it was supposed to be very celebratory and, um, figured out that instead I could host the event at my parents' house. They were so kind to let me use their home. It was right in between, you know, where a lot of people lived and I could host it there and people could wear masks and we could kind of socially distance and, you know, try to not be close to each other. And people could come in shifts or just come and pick up their bag, whatever people felt comfortable doing. The interesting thing was, is through all of this mess, there were so many pieces of lemonade that came from it. And the first one was by choosing to self-publish, I regained control of my content, which was so important to me. And that was really a blessing that I didn't realize what a big deal that would be. Because I was in control of my content, the book was exactly like I hoped it would be. I didn't have to change anything. I didn't have to water anything down. I didn't have to choose a title I didn't want. I could make the book look like I wanted. And then from then on out, I could use the quotes from my book and I could share my book with people, even if it wasn't approved by you know someone that was higher up. So that was a huge blessing. COVID seemed like an absolute lemon and not at all what I had hoped, but because life had stopped, I actually got a huge turnout at my book launch because people, everything else had been canceled. <laughs> so people were available. They had nothing else to do, but come and yes. get a free book and read it. Right. And like, because life had shut down, there was time to read the book. People were looking yeah. for uplifting content and something that um, might give them some hope and purpose. They were willing to recommend the book because they had time to read it and people would buy the book. And then as they read it, they would share it with other people. And um, I think it was probably the absolute best time I could have launched a book, which seems absolutely wrong. But the way that it worked out, it really was such a blessing. And so I ended up far exceeding my expectations of what the book would do and exceeding even. Um, what a publisher would say was a successful book, even if I had gone with a publishing house, far exceeding that. And the opportunity to touch people's lives in that way through words that were like very personal and very important to me was just a huge blessing. Fast forward a little bit, because I had gone through the self-publishing process and I was not with a publisher, um, I got an idea for my book, 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens. And I was really excited about it. Um, if you go with a publisher, they have first right of refusal for your next book. And because I didn't go with a publisher and because I already knew the self-publishing process, I was able to make this book happen quickly. I already had all the editors lined up. I had a printer. I had a distributor. Things were really incredibly put into place for this book to be very successful in the way that it was going to help a lot of families in their homes, especially after COVID. So help a lot of teenagers and families who had lost social skills, way to, ways to connect, ways to feel successful. Um, it was suddenly readily available for families right when they needed it. And because of that, it was a really successful 
business business venture, but also a really successful way to help families who are struggling. And that kind of launched the direction of my career and my page, where I really feel this incredible passion to help families with tweens and teens be able to connect and navigate those years. So now on my Instagram, um, I'm really intentional in being able to help parents of tweens and teens feel like they're less alone. So every month I work really hard to give opportunities to connect, to change perspective, to improve focus. And then I always talk to teens too and give them some uplift in their life so that they have opportunities to feel successful every day too. And did this become from your own children and like your experiences with raising them? Yes. So that is probably another lemon to lemonade (laughs) is as a parent, there's a lot of struggles Um, and doing my first teenager and and feeling very alone in what we were experiencing and going through allowed me to create a community where other parents don't feel alone, where there's, you know, when I had my first teenager, there was, there were no accounts on Instagram that were connecting parents of teenagers. There was nobody talking about um, how to do things with your teens, how to connect um, struggles, problems, disappointments. And so I created the account that I wish I would have had when I was raising my first teenager. And I think it's been, I hope it's been a blessing to other parents who are just starting on that journey. And also to parents who have been on that journey, but every teen is just a little bit different. And sometimes you need more support. I have families with large age ranges. So they raise their first kids without cell phones and they're raising their last kids with cell phones. And it's a completely different world. And so I feel just really grateful for some of those lemons that kind of forced me to create a community where other people wouldn't feel so alone. Yeah. That's awesome. Because even now your next step is to be for young adults, because there are people that are raising millennials and Gen Zers that need help without how to navigate that. (laughs) It's so true. There are so every stage comes with just new challenges and um, different trials. And I, I love the idea of your podcast because I think a lot of those hard times when we do them right and not meaning right, like do all the right things, but are willing to learn and grow and then help others through the process. Um, With each of the things that have been hard for me, um, I've been able to use that to help others. Like I talk to a lot of people who are thinking about publishing and self-publishing and I have contacts for them so they don't have to start at square one. Um, I love being able to do that. I talk to a lot of parents of teenagers who are struggling and need either just some comfort or some ideas and as a collective experience. So I've heard from a lot of people about a lot of things. I feel like I'm not just pulling on my own experiences now. I have a whole group of people that I can figure out like what's worked, what doesn't work and how can I help? And not only that, but as I've created this community, mostly for others, it's really enriched my own parenting and my own life and the lives of my kids because my mind has been open. My eyes have been open so that I can do things just a little bit better in my own home. Right. Right. And that's how I agree with my podcast when you're saying, you know, when I get to hear people's lemon to lemonade stories every day, I'm like, hello, this has just enhanced my life daily to change my thinking and change what I've been worried about and, and be inspired by other people. So that's the whole key is sharing what we learn. And you are just showing us that that is easy to do. You're like, it's easy. I learned all this and now I can share it and help others and share the lemonade. 
Yeah. And it makes a lot of those experiences so much more worthwhile, right? right? Instead really of does. feeling bummed about it yeah. or why me or this why is unfair. Me? Yeah. You can turn it into something that's really helpful either to help someone or to also just help them feel less alone. I think both of those are really great ways that we can use those trials. That's exactly it. Cause we do, we get stuck sometimes, especially in our problems. And I love your example of kind of persevering through the whole self-publish thing. I think that would just be really, <laughs> that would be really hard because there's so much information out there that you're like, what do I even do? It's almost too much information. Like which path do I follow? Which is best for me? What should I do? And I love how you were navigating that and you figured it out. And I, I have a book that I've written too that I'm probably about three-fourths of the way done too. And I'm just like, well, that's probably about as far as it's going to get because <laughs> I don't know what to do after that. So so I love that they, I, you, I can just relate so much with what you're saying. But I think there's a lot of us with like a book in us that just don't know where to go, what to do next. So I love that you're providing that for people. That's amazing. It's been a really fun um, part of my story and it's fun to be able to help people navigate that when um, there were people that were really generous to me oh. during that time. And it's nice to be able to pay that forward. Oh, I love that. So what is next? What's your lemonade now? What else are you doing? Well, right now I am enjoying the lemonade of 52 Modern Manners for Kids. That has been such a fun project. I didn't think that I would venture back into the kids space, but it was something that um, my readers felt was really necessary. And as I started to work on that, I realized now I have a book that I wish I would have had when I had young kids. And so that's been just so fun. And then just really being able to enjoy my family at the stages they're at. I think there's a lot of people who feel like losing a stage is kind of like a lemon, but I really try to focus on how incredible this next stage is. And so I don't like to sit in that too long. It's it, There's definitely things that I miss, but also really exciting things to come um, as you watch your kids grow and learn and be mature and create their own life. And, and it's fun to be able to watch them do that too. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because I was the same way with each phase. You're kind of, it's so bittersweet. You're like, well, glad we're out of that phase. But it's like, wait, what is coming and what's next? And how do we navigate this next one? And then you just love it. You just enjoy it. And I, I really think the key to it is kind of having that curiosity for our kids. I think mm -hmm. we need to be curious of our children and let yeah. them develop into what they want and just be like, why do you like that? What's going on? How come you're thinking that way? That Like, that's so cool. Tell me more about that. Tell me more why you chose to do that and what you're doing. So I think it's a really great way to just like learn from them as they're going through their life experiences instead of yeah. wishing for the past. Yeah, I think uh, that's a definitely a theme from some of the parents who are on my page because as teen, you know, teenagers don't stay teenagers forever. They move on and become young adults and leave the home. And and I think there's a lot of um, wistfulness from people. And I love your idea of being curious and also just enjoying enjoying the next stage. You know, we can't go back. There's there's no way to go back. Nope. And so looking looking forward and having things that you do look forward to in each next stage, whether that's with your kids or with your spouse or with your work or on your own, um, things that excite you so that it doesn't always feel like a lemon. <laughs> we need stuff to look forward to. We just need that forever. Yes. So yes, I love that. So true. I love the idea that everything can be repaired. 
So sometimes I think it's really easy to think, oh, I did this wrong or, oh, this didn't go like I hoped. And I love the idea of, of repairing. And so if there's a relationship that isn't going well, there's opportunities to make it great again. Um, if there's an opportunity you didn't take, it doesn't mean that's the last opportunity you'll ever have. Um, and I think just as we really focus on the good that can come from our mistakes and then being really willing to embrace the next thing that we have, you know, take that next right step. I think that allows us to find a lot of joy in the process. Oh, that's what we need to do is just stop, stop living in the past and the regrets and stuff and know that things can change and that we can be better and other people around us can be better and give them grace and just move forward together. Love that. Absolutely. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. I know you glossed over, you know, how hard it was to self-publish. You know, it was just like, it's hard. I can't even imagine how long that took and the walls you were hitting and how discouraging. I think it would just I'm one of those, I'd be like, well, obviously this isn't meant to be. I'm done. I'm, I quit. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. No, absolutely. It was, it was really tricky. I'll, I'll share one other interesting spot in that process. So after I decided to self-publish and I'd done all the work, I was ready to submit my manuscript. And that day, the day before I was going to submit it, and I was so done. I'd spent months and months just like deep in this manuscript. I'd read my book hundreds of times, you know, looking for every small error, things the editors missed or places where it wasn't quite right. And, and with each iteration, I had had to read it again and again. And so I was so ready to get it off my plate and just finally put it into the world. And the day before I was going to do that, I got a call from a writer, an author that I respect, who is a friend, but I just never felt comfortable asking her to read my work because she's busy and she has a lot going. And I didn't have the money to pay her what her going rate would have been. So I'd never asked her. And she called me one day and she just said, Hey, are you still writing that book? I said, yeah, I'm actually going to submit it tomorrow. It's almost finished. She said, well, if you're willing to wait, I would love to take a look at it. And it was a huge blessing, but also sort of devastating because I was so ready to be done. And so um, I said, absolutely. I'll stop, you know, stop the plans. I printed it off for, sent it to her in the mail and she read it in a couple of days. And then she said, Hey, can you come over to my house? Let's go over it. And I thought, okay, like, this is great. I'm sure she just wants to tell me how good my book is. <laughs> like it's done. It's perfect. I've been through literally 20 iterations of the book. This has to be, she just wants to give me a high five. So she, I got to her house and we went downstairs and she had a, she has a ping pong table and she laid each chapter out on her ping pong table. And she just said, okay, you have 17 great chapters and three mediocre chapters. A good book should never have a mediocre chapter. So I think you should get rid of these three chapters. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, like I worked so hard on those, those belong in the book. And she's like, they're just okay. And that was tough to hear. Um, but I respect her so much. She's written so many books and she's brilliant. And so I was like, okay. And she's like, and your main theme isn't your best theme. The best theme is your sub theme. And I think you need to change it so that your sub theme is your main theme, which meant basically a full rewrite of, of every chapter that was left so that I was consistent in the theme of my book. 
and changing the introduction a bit and changing the end. And I just was super, super grateful for her feedback, but also really reticent to just dive back in. For one, my money was gone and I would have to have professional editing um, if I was going to make this many changes. But what she was saying really resonated. And I just thought she's right. Like those three chapters are just okay. They don't tie in as well as the rest do. And she's right. Like if I were reading a book right now, I would be so much more interested in reading a book about the theme that she talked about as opposed to the theme that I thought I wanted. We sat together for a little bit and she gave me some ideas and then it was back to the drawing board and like two or three more rounds of professional editors and a million readings by me. The interesting thing is, is before the book was good. It was a solid book, um, but after it was a great book. And I know for a fact that had she not been willing to give me her time and had I not been willing to take her feedback and her corrections, we wouldn't have come up with a book that was even close to as good as it ended up being. It wouldn't have reached the people it needed to reach. And so that was difficult for sure. But the end result was so much better. And as I think about, I think about that lesson for me often because it reminds me of how crucial feedback is for all of us. And so many of us are unwilling to listen to someone say that they wish we could change something or we could do something a little bit better um, or our relationship's not going that well and something needs to pivot or switch or improve. And it's really easy for us to get offended yeah. or mad instead of realizing the good that can come from honest and loving feedback. And so anytime I'm in a difficult situation where someone's telling me something they don't like about me or something they think I need to change or a way I need to improve, I really try to like channel that experience for myself because I had something good, but I created something great with her. And I think that, that we can all use that in our own lives where we're probably just fine, but like, could we be great if we were willing to listen and make a few changes? I just hear humility in this, which is really hard to come by. I think we just, we have that pride of like, well, I created this and it's my baby and it's my project and it's how it, it's how it's going to be too bad. Yes. You weren't like that. Yep. You were humble with it and you were willing to be taught. And so incredibly grateful for what came out of, wow. of that. And, and even thinking about life in general, how we need people. Like we need people to help us understand how we can grow and to push us to grow. And we even need these hard lemon moments so that we can really become who we're supposed to be. And I often think to the times where I feel like I've really changed for the better. And they've almost always come because of something that was hard or unpleasant or unexpected or unfair. But without those, I'm not quite sure who I would be. And I'm not sure that I would really like who I was without them. That's amazing perspective that you can see that about yourself. Like I think a lot of people are just kind of stuck, stuck where they are and just deal with me how I am. And I love how you're just stepping back and going, no, I can, I can be better. I don't know what I don't know. So teach me. That's amazing. Yeah. Not always fun, but almost always worth it. <laughs> no, not fun. And no way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. What a great example. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That was really cool. Yeah.
was so well said. And I, you get, you got me thinking, cause I'm like, I know even with my podcast, I was always like, how can I be better? Like, what can I do different? And like, I didn't even know who to ask those questions to, you know, cause people yeah. listening to her, like, it's fine. It's fine. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's hard because you have to find that right person that will care first of all, to even tell you any advice. And then secondly, has advice worth following. So yeah, I mean, that's true by. because I'd had a ton of people read the book with no suggestions. Yeah. They thought it was yeah. great. Fine. They thought it was Fine. great. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, so to have someone that was like, loved me enough and loved the work enough and yeah. was good enough at it to, to tell me what needed to change was really, it was amazing. That's a really cool combination. I sent my book to my brother to read and, you know, you kind of get a little anxious. Like he's the only person that's read it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know? And then he writes back and he's like, I read your book. And he's like, surprisingly, it was really good. <laughs> I just like, what? <laughs> yeah. And Thanks. then I realized, I know, I know. And I realized, you know what? He just doesn't, he's never known me in that capacity as a person that can, can I didn't even know, you know? And so, yeah. so it was really cute. His reaction He's like, wow, I was really surprised that it was actually really good. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks, brother. They're so awesome. But, awesome. you know, and he goes, actually, part of your book I shared with my daughter and it like really changed her day and gave her a different perspective. And I'm like, wow, okay. So it was cool. That one awesome. feedback, And then I, you know, put it back away and don't, don't look at it again for, for months. So, you know, it's fun. Sounds like it's time. Sounds it's like it's time. Yeah. It's a project. Yeah. So it's, it's Good. fun, but you've inspired me to just be like, okay, maybe I can try this again and yeah, follow through it's a little bit more. It. Yeah. So thank you. Well, thank this you. has been lovely. Thank you so I much. I appreciate you. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.